Before we start, please note I made a correction on the um, the passages for today and the Psalms. We're doing Psalm 93 and Psalm 99. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always exposed. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer, let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 93. The Lord is King, and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel, and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began, thy seat been prepared, thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord, the floods have lift up their voice, the floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty, and rage horribly, but yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house forever. Psalm 99. The Lord is king, be the people never so impatient. He sitteth between the cherubim, be the earth never so unquiet. The Lord is great in Zion, and high above all people. They shall give thanks unto thy name, which is great, wonderful, and holy. The king's power loveth judgment. Thou hast prepared equity. Thou hast executed judgment and righteousness in Jacob. O magnify the Lord our God, and fall down before his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among such as call upon his name. These called upon the Lord, and he heard them. He spake unto them out of the cloudy pillar, for they kept his testimonies and the law that he gave them. Thou heardest them, O Lord our God. Thou forgavest them, O God. 
though thou didst punish their wicked doings. O magnify the Lord our God, and worship him upon his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the first chapter of the first book of Maccabees. After Alexander, son of Philip the Macedonian, who came from the land of Kittim, had defeated King Darius of the Persians and the Medes, he succeeded him as kings. He had previously become king of Greece. And after Alexander had reigned twelve years, he died. Then his officers began to rule, each in his own place. They all put on crowns after his death, and so did their descendants after them for many years, and they caused many evils on the earth. From them came forth a sinful root, Antiochus Epiphanes, son of King Antiochus. He had been a hostage in Rome. He began to reign in 137th year of the kingdom of the Greeks. In those days certain renegades came out from Israel, and misled many, saying, let us go and make a covenant with the nations around us, for since we separated from them, many disasters have come upon us. This proposal pleased them, and some of the people eagerly went to the king, who authored, authorized them to observe the ordinances of the nations. So they built a gymnasium in Jerusalem, according to the customs of the nations, and made foreskins for themselves, and abandoned the holy covenant. They joined with the nations and sold themselves to do evil. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the holiness of need. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, has hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd verse of the 15th chapter of the Book of the Acts. Then it pleased the apostles and elders, with the whole church, to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas namely Judas, who was also named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them, the apostles, the elders, and the brethren, to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that some of you went out from us, have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, 
who will also report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these, than these necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets also, exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Paul and Barnabas also remained at Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord, with many others also. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be light to lighten the Gentile, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to hear us, and grant that we, to whom thou hast given an hearty desire to pray, may by thy mighty aid be defended and comforted in all dangers and advers adversities, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good Saturday evening to you.
interesting that we um, ended Nehemiah and we're going to start Maccabees. And um, I think you've all heard about apocryphal books and how our in our belief system, the Anglican Church, we believe that uh, apocryphal books are good for teaching, but not for um, doctrine. So, and we don't read them on Sunday mornings, we read them in morning and evening prayer. But we find a theme here in this Maccabees. What, what happens, Alexander the Great uh, conquered the Persians and um, he reigns for a number of years and then he dies. And apparently his trust plan wasn't as well thought out as he thought. And so his, his officers are taking over the lands each one with probably a governor, and they took over their own land. They made their own crowns. And these men are evil. And as verse uh, uh, 9 says, um, they cause many evils on the earth. And so it's also noted that at this time, it's interesting they went right from that, that um, certain renegades came out from Israel and misled many, saying, let us go make a covenant with the Gentiles around us. For since we separated from them, many disasters have come upon us and remove the marks of circumcision and abandon the Holy Covenant. And as Robert read, um, some things were happening. They made a gymnasium because now they want to be like the people around them. And so when they have a gymnasium and they're competing against them, you might remember some of the statues and it comes to mind that when they competed, they competed naked. And if they got naked, um, the men of the Jewish men had a, a distinct physical characteristic and it was embarrassing to them. So they had manufactured foreskins and as one commentator really understated, he said, that painful surgery. So they, they did these surgeries so it wouldn't be obvious they were Jews because they wanted to fit in. So um, it, it's kind of, um, so here, here they are, they're doing their, their Jewish thing, and, and then these renegades come and say, uh, hey, let's, let's be like the Greeks. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So we also move into Acts, and it's the conclusion of Paul and Barnabas's journey to Jerusalem. And we started that this week. And you remember the, the people came to the Gentiles, and they said, um, Gentiles have to do circumcision and follow the Jewish laws. And Paul, uh, I said, no, they don't. So anyway, they went to Jerusalem, they went to the council, and the council, you know, to me, came up with a really, really wise decision. And the decision, of course, is that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. And I like what the, the end of that in the letter that they wrote, if you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. So we find, in, as you read the epistles, and you remember 1 Corinthians, and people were talking about meat sacrifice to idols, and sexual immorality, and these are all things that troubled the people at that time. Uh, of course, we have those troubles today, because we don't have any sin or anything in our world, and you can hear the dripping sarcasm there. So. In Maccabees and Acts, there are battle lines drawn. In Maccabees, the, the renegades command or the command or suggest giving to the world, giving into the world the flesh and the devil, and to be like the Greeks. In Acts, we see the charge laid upon the Gentiles not to give in to become like the Greeks. So it reminds me, as we read in Exodus, Joshua, and we began in Judges, and I wonder if anyone else sees that it's the same thing over and over and over again, the same temptation. Be like the Egyptians, worship the local gods and idols, marry the local women, be like them, be like the Greeks. And then in the early Christian church, be like the Jews, you have to be like the Jews. And it kind of rings back to the original lie and the father of lies. Surely you will not die and you will be like God. So the temptation is to be like something that we're not meant to be like. And I don't know if it's just because of my age, but when I think about all the bad things that happen and I think there are bad people, and then I remember what we're really fighting again, and the Rolling Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil, comes to mind. And 
uh, starts out, please allow me to introduce myself. And we see through history that it's Satan pushing against God. And the history of the Bible is God's fight against this paganism that Satan pushes. So I have a question for you. Are we overmatched in this fight? Well, the answer is yes, if we're left to our own devices. But we're not left to our own devices. We've been given the helper, God's presence in us. And we connect with this presence and power through our prayer. And when we do that, we, like Paul can say about, says about the gospel, it is the power of God unto salvation. So we walk in God's light and we're called out from the world. So it's good to remember what our calling is and our purpose and our telos as we move through this Trinity season. Let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, for whom we make our private prayers. Do thou the God of pity, minister to them several necessities. Thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you to my co-leader, Robert. Um, God bless you this evening, and we'll look forward to seeing you in church tomorrow. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank, Thank you. you.